This is Harry Hawk Football. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the formerly winless Detroit Lions. We talk about how much the team is sucking and what they can do to improve the coaching rumors and much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Dude, I'll tell you what's happening. Yeah, I'll tell you what's happening. I wanted to start out the podcast by telling you guys that I didn't get to see the last play of the game. Really? Why didn't you get to see the last play of the game? Well, it Why was, is that, dude? It was fitting, dude, and this goes out to all those people on iTunes that don't like the potty humor, record, uh, obviously, apparently. Oh, anyway, apparently we have a couple of, are you saying we have a couple of reviews that say uh, that we, we resort to potty humor and, and crudeness and things like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so anyway, if those people are listening, here you go. Um, yeah, I didn't get to see the last play of the game because our directly before the last play of the game, my six-month-old baby Kay decided she was going to have her own commentary by blowing out her diaper. <laughs> That's what she thought about the game. That's pretty much so what fitting. I thought about it, too. So fitting. And I was like, hmm, I could make my baby sit here in her diaper, you know, her nasty diaper, for one more play that I know is going to suck. Or I could just go change it. <laughs> so, um, solid effort, baby K. Uh, was it solid, though? That's the question. It probably wasn't a solid effort, was it? I'll tell you one thing. It was more solid than the play we saw on the field. Oh, the hook and lateral or hook and ladder or whatever people like to call it, uh, which I totally called. That was the fourth play of the game. That, that I was in uh, Danville, Virginia, watching the game with my grandmother and my father. Um and my grandmother is nearly blind, so it's hard for her to tell what's going on on the television. So I was giving her play-by-play. Good for and her. I totally called at least four things that happened in the game right before they happened. Number one was Casey Raybach's holding penalty in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Number two was the hook and lateral at the end of the game. Number three was the run to the left side on fourth and goal at the one-yard line on the first drive. <laughs> And number four, uh, oh, what was number four? Oh, number four was that we were get we were about to give up a long touchdown pass after we gave them the ball back on that holding penalty when we <laughs> held them to a field goal try and said, "Oh no, let's go back to third and 13. and let's just see what happens and let let uh what's his face run and get the first down and then throw that long touchdown pass where he burnt Carlos Rogers. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. called all four. Oh, of those did plays. you did you see what right Carlos before brought- they happened? Did you see what Carlos Rogers said about that? He said he got a boo-boo on his ankle. Yeah, I was totally cutting on him. I was like, he didn't even jump until after the ball was there. And then he had some interview, and he was like, um, I noticed that I sprained my ankle right before I jumped to try to defend that pass. He was like, my foot's stuck in the turf. It's like, dude, it's plastic turf. <laughs> hmm. And I was like, um, well, then how did you jump after the ball was there? Yeah, exactly. He got himself a little boo-boo. Yeah, thank you. Dude, seriously. Dude. Seriously. Yeah, um, all right. I'll tell you what. Speaking of the game, since we've had a few days to cool off and we won't get an explicit rating now. 
I can contribute this. I can contribute. <laughs> I can contribute this loss to two elementary coaching decisions incorrectly made by Jim Zorn. And number those one. Are one. One. All right. First one. You guys all know about it. Going from fourth and one at the goal line to open the game. Dude. Would you have taken the three? Yes. Absolutely. It's early or if in nothing the game. else, I wouldn't have done the play that's been telegraphed by the Redskins since last season, running the ball to the left side. Dude, that early I think in the game. Portis was over there saying, let's go for it. I can do this. Think about it, though, dude. Our team has had trouble scoring for the last however many years. All right? How many games in the last two or three years have been won or lost by seven points or less? And you're going to take a, a sure three points off the board because, and I quote loosely, Jim Zorn, I didn't think they would be able to go 99 yards on our defense like he could foresee the future. I could see where he came up with that idea, but like you said, he left points on the board or on the field. And this is a team that can barely score a field goal in the red zone, much less a touchdown. And that goes back all the way to last. This goes back way past last season, but in his tenure, it goes all the way back to his first game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cut. And, and number I, two, what what does number two work for? Oh, oh, the other two. Number two worked for Baby K. <laughs> the mm. other one, the other one, dudes, was a seven point swing. When he, we had the defense had. Um, we were You're just talking about, about when we had him at third and third, third and three, and we held him, and there was a holding penalty. Yeah, and we took and so the instead holding of penalty. having him kick the forty yard field goal, Zorn was like, "Oh, let's just give him the ball at third and 13. Yeah, it'll just push them a little bit farther back, even though their field goal kicker is a franchise player. Yeah, yeah, and they ended up. Yep. Then the next play was not his fault inexcusable defense with defenders just missing tackles left and right as a rookie quarterback scrambles for like 22 yards. Dude, seriously. And does Greg Blosh know about? how to blitz? Greg Blosh blitzed in that game like three times. Three times. That's all I could remember. I couldn't bring myself to go back and watch the game again. I think he I know, blitzed we were t- three times. We were texting back and forth like, where's the blitz? Yeah, Absolutely. And dude, Aaron Thomas Boswell from the Washington Post said the same exact thing about the ports, the points left on the field. How it was the swing of points if Chazorn had not made those two decisions, that it would have uh, right. would have possibly given the Redskins the victory. He said the same exact thing you did. As much as we complained about like Joe Gibbs being conservative, sometimes he would never. Oh, leave- good lord, he's a maverick. <laughs> at least he would never. At least he would never let leave points on the field like that. Yeah, and and every time, nearly every time, he would go for it on like a fourth and one. You were just like, "Oh man, Gibbs is going for it," and the whole team would be like, like geared up, and they would almost always get it. Mm-hmm. Especially when we had heavy jumbo. Dude, can the Redskins run a quarterback sneak? Heavy jumbo. When was the last time the Redskins the Redskins ran a quarterback sneak? I think with Patrick Ramsey once or twice. So it's, that's the last time I remember seeing one. So it might not. How even the hell do you not run either. a quarterback sneak when you got a half yard, dude? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I don't like about these running plays. Besides the I, fact I, that I, we've been yeah. shut down like every time we've run it lately. When it's that short, like less than a yard, 
when you hand it to a running back, you're taking the ball like three to four yards behind the line of scrimmage to get one. Especially, so you really have to run especially five dude, lines, five if you yards. go into shotgun. Oh, yeah. So if you keep it as a quarterback, mm-hmm. you're only bringing the ball back like, what, one yard or whatever the width of Casey Raybach's butt is from his head? Chaotic funk. <laughs> Maybe About one yard. two and a half feet. About two and a half feet. <laughs> so anyway, I don't understand. And it's and also the, it's the size of a torso and a head. I also wanted to point out that we haven't given it to like Mike Sellers in those situations ever since he fumbled in the Bengals game. But normally, yeah, he can he can get that yard. It's hard to bring him down. Or we could just have them all like push. Get everyone getting a damn scrum like in rugby and 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 bulldoze through there with three tight ends. <laughs> Or spread out like four wide receivers so they think you're going to pass, then run Portis. Or go play action because Campbell's actually really good at play action, as we found out later in the game. <laughs> um, by the way, we've totally missed our sound cues on Zorn and the O-line report. Zorn doesn't deserve a sound effect this week. That he does deserve Ooh. Here's the right. sound well, of- I think he deserves a sound effect, but I don't think we're going to give it to him. Here's the sound give effect. Give him one. There's his sound effects. Here's yeah. another. Here's another one for him. Here's and here's here's one for all the people that. Here's all the one for all the people that dissed us on iTunes for the potty humor. Hold on, let me find it. They're probably. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably. Is their timber about to fall? They have they have too many fart noises and they have too many dead silences. There you go. That's for them. <laughs> if tree, you guys, if you guys go and enjoy. Forest. You guys go and enjoy listening to Peter King talk about his Starbucks and his hairdo. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else did and he go, talk about? And go he talks ta- about the NFL, except he's wrong about everything. And go take your seat in the club level, exactly. dudes. Dudes, if a tree falls in the forest, will anyone hear the crickets? Um, no. We know that's untrue from the camping trip that you and I went on, and there was crickets and coyotes abounding, and as soon as I started barfing, it was dead silent in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, whoa, there's something wild in the woods. <laughs> but that has, nothing to do, that has nothing to do with this football. Um, yeah, we kind of got on a little rant there and missed our um, – Itinerary a little bit. The O-line report. Here, let's go into it. Woohoo! Franco-American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O-face. Here's the O-line report. Jason Campbell, I think, was sacked once, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was once or twice. And uh, I'm still concerned about Stephon Hart. (laughs) <laughs> Basically, the O line did a decent job, except for against, except for running. They did okay, like you know, protecting Jason Campbell. He was like, man, does anyone have the stats in front of him? I'm still concerned about Stephon Hire. He threw for over 300 yards. Is all I'm saying, dude. I am Step way concerned. Stephon Hire seems to be getting worse and worse. I think. I agree. <laughs> he and is. I, I didn't. I don't remember Chad Reinhardt doing anything really, really bad. I guess he was all right, but you don't tend to notice 
I mean, you know, if, actually, if a guard if a guard screws up, you know, because dude is like pouring right through the line and killing your quarterback. Mm-hmm. I actually think Chad Reinhardt had a good first showing there. I thought he did a good, did a nice job against I don't, Detroit. Hey, I don't think Dockery had any penalties. Uh, I don't think right. he did. I think, but Raybach had that holding penalty right when I called. It. I was like, "Oh man, he hasn't had one for this game." And my grandmother was did, like, "What?" And I said, <laughs> "Casey Robach, the center, he has a holding or a false start in every single game, and he hasn't had one yet. He's making me really nervous. He's probably going to have it right now." And there it was. <laughs> and it was on Dude, a huge game too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, anyway, and Jason, up, and I have to admit though, because because Detroit, that that dude, I, I oh. have no idea what his name was, the guy in Detroit, um, but he, I think he was their their uh, defensive lineman. He kept jumping off sides, and they weren't calling it. So I oh, guess he did that's it. Why like, it happened? Yeah, he did it like three times in a row, and they finally called him the last time he did it. Grady Jackson, that's who it was. Yeah, they called it when Raybach didn't even hike the ball. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't hike the ball, and he turned around with What was that? Yeah, he turned around with the ball in his hand with that look like, dude, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to the ref. Like, come on. Yeah, but officially the the Redskins gave up one sack the whole game. And officially Jason Campbell was 27 of 41 with 340 yards, two touchdown passes. 341 yards or 40 yards. Two touchdown passes and one interception. It's not a bad day. To tell you the truth. Although half of that was, or not half, but a whole bunch of that was garbage time in the last quarter. Um, I mean, they came out well in the first drive in the second, in the, in the second half in the third quarter where they went down, just marched right downfield and scored that touchdown. And then they, they baby cade the bed again <laughs> until the very end of the game. Yeah. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't step on higher jump off sides. Uh, didn't, didn't he have a mm-hmm. false start? He had a false start. Even this being said, dudes, looking at the stats for Jason Campbell for the first three weeks, I would have to say he's made an improvement individually. I think he has too, and I think the offensive line has been pretty decent. Except for the run. All in all. In pass blocking, they have been. <laughs> what I hope that they yeah, only spend time exactly in the red right. zone this week. I hope they only spend time in the red zone in practice this week. Doesn't matter. Nothing ever changes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Holy crap, the same dude! Thing. They're playing the Bucks this weekend. It's going to be the battle for the NFC least. Our dog, <laughs> our dog, London Fletcher had 16 tackles again. Just London Fletcher was added. Dude, dude, mind. we're talking about the O line. All right, sorry, oh yeah, sorry. yeah, that's right. We got, we got. Do you want to do a D line report real quick before we go into the uh, games and kicks? Then? Oh yes, Why the D line report. Games and kicks. The D line report is warranted though, Do-do-do-do-do. because the D line. I just want to point D-line this out about the D line. A they haven't gotten any more, um, what you call it, pressure they on the quarterback. They haven't had any more pressure on the quarterback than they did last year, even with Fat Albert in there. And B, they jumped off sides like two or three times in key situations, like down at the goal line after Clinton Portis got stopped on that uh-huh. fourth and one. Ainsworth, we had Golston. Yeah, we had opportunity for a sack or, you know, hold them deep in their end zone like we did against the Rams the week before. We had two sacks in the game. One was Albert Hainsworth, the $100 million sack where he tore his, uh, not tore, but strained his freaking fat glute. It was his hip, I thought. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and the other one was Arakpo when they finally decided to get him out of the linebacking core and stick him on the end and let him rush 
Because he's the best pass rusher on the damn team. Why is he covering tight ends? In pass protection. Why are they trying to make this guy a linebacker? Stick him on the end. He is way, way better than any other defensive end we have on this team. This guy is freaking awesome rushing off the edge, and they're sticking him out there as a damn linebacker. Why are you going to change him? He doesn't need to be changed. They're sticking him in there as like a pass coverer. Calm down, John. Calm down. But anyway, my point was, my point is, dude, that more than once, our defensive linemen veterans were being tricked by the hard count by a rookie quarterback with a 40 rating before this game. Uh-huh. I know. That like that kept winking at his teammates. Yeah, yeah. That was a little Every time he did something good, they'd show him and he winked at his teammates and he had his mouth guard and he looked like all like butthead mouth. <laughs> Dude, turn up your earpiece. I'm trying to say something here. Hasn't Albert oh, no, Haynesworth Hasn't Albert Haynesworth jumped like every game? Hasn't he uh, been off sides every game? He's been off sides at least two of the games. I do remember that. I don't For know. Maybe million. All three, yeah. But did you guys see like when he was Is walking back? When he was walking, <laughs> when he was walking back onto the field after his injury, and they just showed him like staring blankly, like while he was walking. Do you remember that? And dude, I speaking of him, yes, yes. And dude, speaking of him, this guy is even more violent than we thought because we all knew about the cowboy stomping and everything, and we joke about that and everything. But that was still really, really weak. I mean, stomping on a guy's head—that's that's messed up, you know, with no helmet on, especially. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, like, his wife is divorcing him and has filed a restraining order against him because she's afraid – because she she fears for her safety because he's so violent. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, speaking hey, of Hainsworth, hey, hey. speaking of Hainsworth, uh, I put up a post on the website that said he went to uh, Tennessee to get an MRI, and apparently the outcome of that MRI is that he'll be all right. Well, we don't have good doctors in Washington. He had to go all the way to Tennessee. I think he was there to deal with that restraining order thing, too. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, because that's where his family Uh, lives. His soon-to-be estranged family. Anyway, I think that's enough for the uh, D-line report. 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 And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Time for the Game Ball Award, brought to you by Triangle Casket Store. Ooh, ooh, ooh. can I go first? Yeah, go for it, dude. Um, the only reason I want to go first is because I typically give my game ball to a defensive player, and uh, I'm going to give it to an offensive player because it was great to see him back and playing playing well. Was uh, Santana Moss? We were we were getting the ball to Santana Moss all day long, and he seemed to catch pretty much whatever was thrown up there and uh how many how many catches did he have like 17 or 18 catches or something crazy (laughs) like that it was was his line his line for the game was 10 receptions 178 yards um along of 57 and one touchdown Mm -hmm. and dude he was so pumped after that touchdown he didn't even do the hand thing he always does the thing he didn't even do that that's how excited or like like just like intense he was this game and he kept the ball. Yeah. He kept the ball. Interesting. I, I don't know what that means, that. why it means something to him, but anyway. Interesting. So, uh, Santana Moss, great to see him back uh, pulling in those receptions. Congratulations, Solid. Santana Moss. Next. Aaron. 
I'm gonna have to give I'll my last. You can go. dude. I'm gonna have to give mine to Jason Campbell. We already read his stats: twenty-seven to forty-one, three hundred and forty yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I will have to cut on him a little bit for that interception because um, uh, Randall L was wide open coming across on the drag pattern. Uh-huh. And um, but in addition to that, three hundred and forty yards, he had twenty-one yards rushing on one attempt. Yeah. So he that's 361 yards for Jason Campbell. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Not only that, but that How many how many yards rushing did Clinton Portis have the whole game? 42. That would be 42 on 12 attempts. On 12 attempts and Jason Campbell had half of that on one attempt. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this picture? Uh-huh. Uh, I, yeah. We'll get into uh what's wrong with Clinton Portis later on, I think. I just hope Marcus Mason is active this weekend. He better be. Is it BD? Um, they need dudes, to put I got to give my game ball. All right, I got to give. Man, this is a tough one. I'm going defense, and there's two guys I really want to give this to. But I can only give it to one, even though I, but we'll give a shout-out to the other because I think all three of us agree on that. But I got to give my game ball to London Fletcher. Good God almighty. <laughs> he was everywhere. What the- he was in on every play. He seemed like the only player on either offense or defense for the first half of the game that actually gave a crap. No, 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 no. I think there is one other player, and he's not even a full-time player. That's right. He is the backup safety. Reed Our Dow- dog. Reed, John- Reed Dowdy. Reed, John- Reed, Reed Dowdy, Dowdy, man. <laughs> Reed Dowdy had five tackles, and he only plays like a third of the time. Yeah, he only played five plays. <laughs> every time he it, hits dude. somebody, it's like every time he hits somebody, and the same thing with London Fletcher pretty much. Every time they hit someone, they'd wrap him up and actually bring him down in that spot. Oh, yeah. Like Reed Dowdy, Let at me least one this. or two were for loss. Yeah. Let me ask this question. Who Who is the smarter, better player, Reed Dowdy or Chris Horton? Hmm. The smart well, – that's a tough one because Chris Horton, I think, has a lot of smarts. I think he's a very, very talented player. I think teams have had to adjust to him, and they're doing different things to try to fool him, and I don't think that they've had to make those adjustments against Reed Dowdy yet because he's the third safety. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because yep. Horton has already gained such a reputation with being like a player of the week last year or player of the month last year, I think, at one point, um, defensive player for the NFC He's gained such a reputation that people have to scheme around him a little bit and try to do things to fool him. So teams are getting better against him, and now the tide has to come back. He has to push the tide back and get better against them. Mm. And and take it to the next level, as they say. Yeah. I, I think they're both great. I'll tell you, I'd like to see some more out of uh, LeRon Landry. We, we just haven't seen him the LaRon Landry that we've seen in the past few years. I mean, he had a couple big hits, but I just yeah, haven't seen Yeah, you it. know, I, I agree. And I, I know they, they're, they're, he's not out there playing center field all the time, and he's not, he's, he's not doing as well as he should be. Yeah, I think he's having a down basically. year so far. So far, I agree. Anyway, in any event, who else we got? Dude, it's time to wind up and kick some people. Bring them. Do it. Got to cut. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Oh, 
Gosh, there are so many good people to kick. Line them up. Unbelievable. Line them up. Line them up. Line line them up. Man, I'll tell you. I mean, everybody know. Everybody wants to kick Jim Zorn this week. Um, you know, obviously. Thank you. Uh, we might as well just do a bunch of collective kicks here. Really. Uh, <laughs> I I gotta kick. I gotta kick Carlos Rogers. I mean, come on. How many times have we kicked this guy? Flying through the air like a, you know, flying squirrel. Dude, flying through the air like a bowling ball. Dude, before the game, I saw someone like some like. Analyst saying that Carlos Rogers <laughs> is the is the best cover corner on the Redskins, and I was like, "Who was saying that? that? Some dumbass like Chris Carter? I don't know, but if that's the case, Good Lord, if that's well, the but case, then again, woo, we just keep hearing that stuff, and it's like whoever these people are, they're drinking the Kool Aid, but why? They've been saying that for like. Two years, and especially when Carlos Rogers had like his good streak for four games last season, and then sucked again. Everyone's like, "Carlos Rogers has come around. Carlos Rogers is good. Carlos Rogers can cover." Uh, and now these analysts, no, he can't. These analysts now just remember someone saying that back in the day, so they believe it's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I don't know what he's covering, but it's not the receivers on the other team. Well, he had two tackles in the game, and he jumped late, and then blamed it on a bum ankle. But of course, he's going to be fine. <laughs> My foot got stuck in the turf, <laughs> and now I got turf toe. Yeah, yeah true. Well, who else? That. What about you guys? Who, who oh, you? Uh, who are you kicking? Um, uh, Aaron, I'm, I'm I'll kick, go last. You dude, go. I'm kicking Jim Zorn all over the place. I told you why for those two <laughs> plays. For those two plays and um, probably a handful of other plays that were just dumb calls at the time that I don't remember because I'm so mad about it. And I don't want to get into it and ruin the whole podcast. So I'm just going to leave it at that. For those two elementary <laughs> decisions made incorrectly that a junior high coach could have made. Yes, that sir. Was, that was a total of a ten, I think, a ten point swing, and would have more than made up for the uh, difference in the score. It was at least a seven point swing, and we lost by five. Go figure. Uh huh. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna give my kick to uh, I'm gonna give my kick to Greg Blosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, Greg Blosh. There's a word in the vernacular of defensive football. And it's the word blitz. Blitz. It's short for blitz. Blitzkrieg. Like three times in like, the whole game. Like it, das you got to put some pressure on the quarterback. He's a rookie freaking quarterback. Send some people in there to hit him. You're not getting any pressure from your weak old defensive ends. Overrated. Never any good. Except for one like random good year, Andre Carter. Philip Daniels, who's well past his prime, when all the wind isn't even dressing out, and you're sticking Arakpo back there covering linebackers as a, I mean, as a linebacker. I'm sorry, as a linebacker covering tight ends. Oh my god, dude! Seriously, <laughs> oh my god, dudes! Like, dude. Can I just tell you? The oh definition my god! Of, Look at her can butt. I tell you the de- can I tell you the definition of blitz? Blitzkrieg. It means lightning fast war. Lightning war. Snow! Yeah! 
Dude. It is it is described as a, a military doctrine of an all-mechanized force concentrating its attack on a small section of the enemy front. Then once the ladder is broken, proceeding without regard to its flank. Yeah, That's dude. a blitz. And here's what else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg Blosh obviously has not written, read uh, Webster's or, or whatever that came from. Here's- and that's exactly what he needs to read. Dude, I just have that's to read exactly reiterate. what he needs to do. Because it's fairly obvious because we've played some a couple of really, really crappy teams so far. <clears throat> the four man front ain't doing it. Dude, I just have to reiterate. If you have a rookie quarterback with a forty rating and you don't let him and you don't blitz him Blitz them! Cut Oh my <laughs> I don't even get me going on Greg Blotch because I was going off on him the other day. Dudes, I'll tell you. Um, I'll, I'll tell you uh, who else I got to kick though. I got to kick the refs. The refs were horrible. horrible. The refs were horrible in, in both directions, though. Yeah, they were. But yeah, they were just bad all the way around. Say, dude, when you're playing like the end game, <laughs> like I, I guess it would be like the F game or the G game of the week because that's that's who we had for the announcers. It was but like seriously, you're going to have the worst are. referees as well. It was like the 16th ranked referee. Those guys, oh, like man. one one guy works at Quiznos, and the I don't other know. Guy is like, I know the one other guy that... hangs out and panhandles in front of Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing. There was a stretch where there was a few plays, like one where I thought it was intentional grounding on Matt Stafford. And then after that, um, Calvin Johnson caught a pass and got up and spiked the ball, which I swear is is a delay of game penalty. They didn't call that. It's supposed to be unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. It was? Hmm. I thought it was a delay of game. Anyway. If he spikes it in the vicinity of, a, of an opposing player. Oh. The, uh, the poorly uncalled, or excuse me, taken back call of a face mask against Santana Moss. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for pointing that dude, one out. Dude, thanks, dude. I totally forgot about that one. They called it and then Seriously. took it away. And then they took it away. It and it was like, so obvious on the replay. I mean, you look at it and it's like his head even turned. What was the deal? They were just like, oh, he was just looking at some hot chick in the stands. Like he had a momentary <laughs> lapse of focus. He was like, oh, I got the ball, and I'm going to run a score. Dang, look at that rack. Ugh! And and that's what happened, obviously. Yeah, Did it was you already like, mention the Chris, the Chris Horton, uh, the Chris Horton falling on the on the touchdown? The uh, pass interference? That was questionable. Yeah, gave them first and the goal with the one. Yeah. But I think yeah, that exactly. was a makeup call for when they called that offensive one on Calvin Johnson earlier because that was kind of weak, too. And when they didn't call, I think it was – I think it was Carlos Rogers on the play right before that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a definite makeup call. Yeah, the refs were bad. That. The refs were bad, but anyway, that was no refs were horrible. Dude, that was no excuse. They need excuse to go back to that. ref school, wherever that is. But it was no excuse for the loss. The Redskins No just excuse sucked. to lose to a team that hadn't won since 2007. They were horrible. And how many times did they beat the Redskins in their history? No one even brought that up. Although, although, dudes, you say it's no excuse to the loss, and that's true because of the way that they played to lose that way and the way they did not put the points on the board when they were in the red zone. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, that one call was huge on Chris Horton. I mean, it put the uh, the Lions down on, like, the one-yard line, and then they just punched it right in there for a touchdown. I mean, that, that was a huge, uh, a hugely bad call on the part of the refs. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a bad call, but... Like I said, they made an equally bad call, I thought, 
calling Calvin Johnson on that offensive one that he caught at the other five-yard line. Yeah, I thought the plays really equaled out the bad calls all the way around. All right. And really, the Redskins Redskins should have been in position to win that game regardless of those bad calls. Yeah, I mean, we could have even had a chance to win at the end if we would have stopped them on that, you know, that third down where they were making us use all of our timeouts and they, like, did the bootleg pass. Uh Uh-huh. If we would have had a few more plays, we could have popped it in there at the end. But there again, I mean, they just played bad, dude. Yeah. There's no Red, excuse. We suck. They suck. We're not the Redskins are not a good team. They just need to admit it. Yeah, and it's very frustrating. But but yeah, that's the deal. And we all know um, that it starts with the owner over the last ten years of just ruining ruining the team from the inside out. Yeah, dudes, we've talked about this so many times. It flows downhill. And if the Redskins lose this weekend, they're you know, Zorn could probably get fired next week. Who knows what's going to happen? But it all comes down to the owner, Danny Snyder, and his yes-man, Vinny Serrato, oh. crazy-eyed Serrato, uh, making all these horrible, horrible signings. It looks like we have another offseason of horrible, horrible signings. Hainsworth, so far a bust. One sack, the $100 million sack. D'Angelo Hall just sucks. He's horrible. He's bad. He is a bad football player. <laughs> and it, you know, you just, you know, whoopee, he signed Derek Dockery, and that's only because the Detroit Lions of all teams made a mistake and didn't get the paperwork in. So he kind of fell in our lap. Yeah. It just, he just, they just suck. And I do want to point out, though, because I was thinking about this to try to look on the bright side of things. I think the Lions are a better than 0 and 16 team than last year, even if they were. The Lions are game. better than this year's. Tampa Bay Bucks, St. Oh, yeah. Louis Rams. Dude, think about the two games before Kansas ours. City. Think about the two games before us that they lost, though. Cleveland. Those were against yeah. undefeated teams. Yeah. So I mean, and, they could and, go on. Yeah. To, they could go on to win ten games, and then we wouldn't be like so pissed off right now. No, nah, I'd still be pissed off. Yeah, Dude, but yeah, back to the whole. Uh, about, you're talking about undefeated teams with three games in, though. I mean, it doesn't really – you can't really say that, dude. I mean, we're three games into the season. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but the Saints have been whooping up on people. And when they ran into a tough test in Buffalo last week, instead of throwing the ball all day, they were like, all right, we're going to run it down your throats, and they just ran the ball all day. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, oh, we'll just change it up this week. Kind of like Zorn kind of thinks of sometimes, oh, maybe I'll just try this play this time because, you know – I feel like it. <laughs> and it never works. Oh, let's just randomly try a halfback pass from the five-yard line. On third anyway, down. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, maybe we can talk a little bit more about Jim Zorn and uh, and uh, Dan Snyder and who and what the future holds here. And we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. We got the roster moves, the injury report, a couple of rumors here and there, and a little scouting trip that I went on. And, uh, and the upcoming uh, game. Trivia. And the upcoming game next week, there is one. Don't forget. All right. Uh We'll talk to you after the break. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're 
All right, we're back. Uh, we're back. yeah. How'd you guys like Josh's new jingle? Yeah, it's a few weeks old now. Yeah, we that's like the third time we've used it. Uh, well, that's what we need to do is have a jingle contest. We need to have like listeners out there, you know, record a Harry Hog jingle and send it in to us. Yeah, do our work for us. Potty humor. Do our work for us. Send us in some jingles and we'll put them on. Yeah. If you can send make in a jingle make... with potty humor, with like farts and stuff, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, if you have a really good commercial for a really good company or just a fake company that you might think of, that's fine too. Uh, you know, send Aaron, it Aaron, in. What's and, that, uh, what's that, uh, uh, company there in Louisville? The, uh, the no pain, that's your gain commercial. Oh, that's the, um, advanced hemorrhoid centers. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost had that recorded off the TV the other morning when I was on my way to work. I like tried to record it real quick, but I missed it. Dude, did you say it's advanced hemorrhoid center? Yeah. So if your hemorrhoids aren't advanced, where do you go? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking that of people as... in pain, um, let me Wait. give a quick rundown on the roster moves and the injury report at this time. Do hemorrhoids um, count We all know that Randy Thomas is now an injured re- uh, reserve tricep injury. He said he's, gonna tr- tr- he's going to try to come back to football, but who knows. Um, in his steed... The Redskins signed another running back, Anthony Allridge, who I don't even think dressed last week. Uh, they we also talked cut. about him last week. He wasn't active. What's was that? He? Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. And well, uh, well hold on. Also, Here's my Darryl... question about him before you go further. Anthony Allridge, yeah. with all these rumors of um, Clinton Portis, these bone spurs in his feet, and obviously he's not producing much. Although I don't know how much his head. Yeah, he's got bone spurs in his ankles. Um. Do you I think they brought Anthony Allridge? Ow! You think they brought Anthony Allridge on, thinking that we probably won't have Portis for the entire season? I was hoping they brought him on so we didn't see Antoine Randall L back there returning punts, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I think Marcus Mason, on your point, Aaron. Yeah, I think Marcus Mason made the roster exactly because of what you just said. Hmm. Well, he needs to be in there. He needs to be active this week. I agree. Uh, other the only other uh, roster moves right now. Now Daryl Young, who was a uh, a linebacker that was talked about a little bit in the, in the preseason, he was cut from the practice squad, and they signed Alvin Bowen um, from another team that they they cut him, um, and they signed him to the practice squad. That's the only notes on that. Exciting, um, exciting injury report. Aaron, do you have injury report music for me this week? Um, yeah, no pain, that's your gain. I haven't got time for the pain. I haven't got room for the pain. I haven't the need for the pain. Are you in pain listening to the podcast? You're probably not in as much pain as Albert Hainsworth. He did not practice today due to his glute. Mike Sellers. (laughs) Due to his Um, butter. A bruised thigh. Um, yeah, in other words, Albert Hainsworth has got a a, a butt cheek, a butt cheek problem. <laughs> yeah, to sit uh, on a pillow. Mike Sellers has got Maybe a thigh bruise. Help him out. A high Clinton thigh. Portis bruise. has got a calf injury, and he has bone spurs. And I still don't get it. How do you and get his, bone spurs in your ankles? In your I mean, ankles? You know, yeah, that's messed up. 
I don't know. I thought, it and was that's not split. even listed on the injury report. That's something else I read in another article. But apparently, he has he has bone spurs, bone spurs in both his ankles. Here's a question. Here's a question. Oh, oh, wait, Clinton Portis and Carlos Rogers did not practice because he he hurt his ankle. Supposedly, ankle turf hurts. toe. Allegedly, hangnail on his toe on that play uh, where he jumped in grown toenail. Yeah. All right. Here's a question though, Clinton Portis. Paper cut. Projections. <laughs> What are we looking at with Clinton Portis this year? Do you see Clinton Portis being having another thousand yard plus year? <laughs> oh hell no! I said that before the season started. No, dude. What, what's he got? Like 150 yards on the season so far in three games. Here's what I think about Clinton Portis. 180, maybe. Clinton Portis is going to have an average season this year, and then next year he's going to suck, and then after that he's going to be cut. And he's going to be on the salary cap. Or on the side, or he's going to hurt the salary cap for years and years, years and years and years. That's what I think is going to happen. Just like uh, Jim Zorn thought that uh, the defense could hold the Lions from having a ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to remember, next year is an uncapped year. So you know, after that, in two thousand eleven, if they get everything together, you know, maybe all that that longevity, you know, the hundred million dollars that's going to be on the salary cap for uh, Albert Hainsworth for the next. 27 years or so uh, maybe that'll all get wiped clean i don't know maybe dude i just pulled up this uh this stat clint portis has 183 yards dude in three games that. with a 3.9 yard per carry average wow hmm. um the 3.9 is not that bad that just means he hasn't been running it that much yeah and it is three games in but hmm Anyway, um, well, anyway, time to start working. Talk about uh, in. how's Jason Campbell rate in the passers? He's got to be up there. He's doing pretty good, I guess. I wonder how I he rates know. in the NFL, though. Anyway, okay, well, okay, well, that's is that the end of the injury report? Yeah, yeah. sure. We had, we had what? We had a, some people cut and signed a couple couple of folks on the practice squad, right? We already said that. Oh, dude, did I miss dude. that? I was, John just I was went through it. Were you like not paying attention? <laughs> dude, it doesn't matter, Josh. It doesn't matter, Josh. No not. one's listening anyway. The only people really listening are like true Redskins fans after that loss and true Redskins fans that don't mind potty humor. Yeah. And don't mind me not paying attention while I look up a Clinton Portis stat. Well, while you're at All it, right. look up that Jason Campbell stat, how he ranks in the NFL. And we'll yeah, we forward. thought you were doing that, too. That's why you were quiet. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'll look that up. You guys move on ahead. All right, John, you want to give your uh, scouting report? Oh, yeah, um, a scouting report, and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about uh, why the Redskins suck so bad since Dan Snyder's bought the team. And, you know, we can keep moving forward and talk about the uh, coaching news and rumors that are out there. Um over the last weekend, I went back to my alma mater, Elon, Elon University, formerly Elon College, currently the home of the Phoenix, that's Phoenix, uh, previously the home of the Fighting Christians, that's when I was there, um, and they played Georgia Southern, another Division One AA powerhouse football st- uh, school, and uh, pretty soundly uh, beat them down, which was really nice. Um, so a little scouting report on what I saw during that game. Let's see. Elon has got a pretty darn good, uh, a pretty darn good, a pretty darn good quarterback, as a matter of fact. And he had just broken the record for, uh, 
for the most yards in the Southern Conference, that powerhouse conference. If you think power football in college, don't think about the SEC or like the Big Ten or anything like that. Or <laughs> I won't even mention the ACC. You think the Southern Conference. So anyway, <laughs> this guy Scott Riddle is actually pretty good. He's a junior right now, and he's somebody that that could make a could make a roster going forward. Hey, John. But the real name that I want to talk about is the punter from Georgia Southern. And what's his name? His name is Charlie Edwards, and that guy could punt in the NFL now. Hmm. Every hey, kick John. was over 50 yards. Every kick was way up in the air, had super hang time. Elon, I do not believe, got to run back a single punt the entire game. Hey, John. Uh, this guy, I'm serious, is is capable of punting in the NFL right now. His punts were fantastic. It was Hunter Smith-esque. Hey, John. There's probably a bunch yeah. of listeners out there wondering what this has to do with the Redskins, and you're going to tell them right now. Oh, well, this has to do with the Redskins is that by talking about this on the podcast, I get to write this off on my taxes. <laughs> As a business expense. <laughs> As a business expense. So that is your uh, scouting trip from the uh, – Georgia Southern at number 13, one double A, Elon <laughs> Phoenix back on September 26th in Elon, North Carolina. Excellent. Josh, you got those stats for us? No, I can't seem to find any. All right, well, while we're you're looking for that, we'll just move ahead and we'll talk about what's wrong with the team, Dan Snyder. We were talk- yeah, let's talk about Dan Snyder a little bit because I, I started going off on that a little bit before we went to break. Um, and Aaron and you, you and I and Josh have all talked about this many times, and we rehashed this recently. Um, Aaron, you were saying the reasons that Dan Snyder is never going to have a good coach and never going to have good players in Washington. Dude, here's why: he goes out and gets these high pl- high priced um, free agents, as everyone knows, who are coming onto their second contract after their rookie contract. So they play their rookie contract, prove that they're good players to get that huge payday. Nine out of ten players aren't going to see a second huge payday. So what do they do? They coast into retirement on the Redskins. Playing yeah, on the Redskins. Half-hearted football. And that's why on the field last Sunday it looked like nine-tenths of the players could care less that they were getting beat by the Lions. By the freaking Lions. And, dude, the whole thing about head coaches, Lions, he's man. been through how many head coaches since he came in? Uh, ah! I think we just what lost Josh. No, dude. What was that? Maybe we just lost Aaron. I don't hear Aaron. Oh, I think we did lose him. Oh, well. Uh, we'll just keep we chatting should... here for a moment. Yeah. So, anyway, I was talking about Jim Zorn, or uh, Daniel Snyder, I'm sorry. And the reason he can't pull in a good coach is because he fires them all the time, as we know. I mean, he goes through Norv Turner, who he kept too long. But then he had a decent, a really good coach, actually, in Schottenheimer, and he fired him even though he, he was actually, what did he start, 0-5, and then he brought him up to 8-8, eight and eight, I believe, very Joe Gibbs-esque. And then he fired him because Steve Spurrier became available, and we all know how that went. <laughs> and every time I think of Steve Spurrier, I always remember the shot. I think it was the second season where they showed him, like, like his eyes were big and he was like going with his lips <laughs> and they did it in slow motion and he's like turning and going but all slow 
mows like uh, and he's was like, "Wow, know. this ain't Florida. This ain't Florida football." Man, wow. this ain't Florida here. The old ball coach don't like it up here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his visor was on and stuff. And we, yeah, we all know that. And the whole, you know, Robisky is the interim coach back with Norvell, who definitely deserved to get fired before that, or never hired because he did coach the Cowboys um, as an offensive coordinator. And boy, was he offensive. And so forth and so on. We know the deal. Whether Zorn makes it to the end of the season or gets fired next week, either way, the chances of getting a high-end coach are going to be really, really low because unless Dan Snyder starts throwing in like the $7 million, $8 million a year kind of contracts of people like um, Shanahan or what's been in the in the uh, the rumor mill recently, Mike Holmgren. Right. Hi, hey, Aaron. Are you Welcome back? back? I'm back. Aaron. I got we cut off. You. Sorry. You did. The weird thing was no I got worries. I got cut off from the party line and called back in and it said I was the first caller and then I was like that can't be right so I hung up and dialed back in and then you guys were still talking. <laughs> no worries, dude. We've been we've been plugging along with the same conversation. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so pontificating on the coaching. So I just talked about how uh, the Redskins are rumored to be looking at Shanahan next year, Holmgren, of course, Bill Cower, the chin who lives down in Raleigh. Um, and how it's very, very unlikely the Redskins will sign any of those guys instead, unless they start getting into seven, eight million dollar a year contracts. Because why in the hell else would anybody come to Washington and be a coach knowing they could get fired at any time and not have good control of the team because they'd have to deal with one, Snyder, and two, yes man, wild eyed Serato, who is quite <laughs> possibly the worst GM Er, uh, what do they call him? The vice president of pro player personnel and should be cleaning. Vice president. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. I think it makes him feel. I wonder if he's just as tall as um, Dan Snyder because we all know Dan Snyder is a little bit short, and I wonder if he's about the same height, and that's why he needs that long drawn out title. And speaking of height, dudes, <laughs> I have looked this up, and I know of three <laughs> games now. At least three games. The Redskins are now 0-3 when Aaron's favorite actor, Tom Cruise, is in the house hanging with Dan Snyder at the game, which is what happened at Ford Field in Detroit. Aaron, why do you like uh, Tom Cruise so much? Um, His wife's pretty high. Aaron just likes his his ex-wife. His wife's pretty high. Yeah, that's what I figured you were going to say. So was Um, his ex-wife. Yeah, but I'm serious. The Redskins, every time Tom Cruise... Show, short Tom Cruise shows up to hang out with short Dan Snyder, you know, the overcompensating crew, the Redskins <laughs> lose. It's like the curse of Scientology. Dude, I thought you were going to say the Redskins come up short. <laughs> oh, man. That's... It's the curse of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If there's any Scientologists, li- listen. Uh, just stop listening. Can I just say it's kind of like the Battle of Waterloo, dude? The chances okay, we'll of, move on from there. The chances of any Scientologists uh, listening to us right now with our potty humor, fifty-one minutes right now, in, zero is zero. Do you oh. guys even understand about the Battle of Waterloo reference? Yes, with yes, Napoleon, Napoleon blah, blah, blah. the hand in the shirt. He was only five foot one. He had a one incher. <laughs> okay, all right. Come on, dude. Give us some on, credit. Dude, we all went to college. We are college graduates right, here. Give me some credit. We are college graduates here, dude. Right. Right, right. All right. Um, here we go. 
Dude, Seriously. all right, so you mentioned about them pulling the plane up to Shanahan's house and uh, basically saying it wasn't them, it was someone using their plane. No, we actually didn't talk about that part. I didn't even get to that because I was ranting on as Josh listened patiently. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently um, the Redskins corporate jet was sighted at an airfield minutes away from the Broncos practice facility and also minutes away from Mike Shanahan's house. And, I believe this was Monday, the day after the Lions. Yeah. And the Redskins admitted that the plane was there, but said it wasn't them, that it was some other company using their plane. Is so, that what they said? Yes. That's what they said. That's lame. The company of the vice president player personnel. Short. You mean like Dan Snyder can't afford his own plane? He's got to like timeshare it with other people? Is, is he on. leasing it out to help like pay for the bankruptcy for Six Flags? Is that what's going on? Or to pay for the season ticket sham? I don't know. Pay for the U2 yeah, concert too. last night. Dude, Josh, can we get the uh, Redskins 1 uh, plane tracker back up? Because <laughs> it might be about time to follow it. It They're might be about time to... to follow it going from Shanahan to Holmgren. It would be like Denver to Seattle to Raleigh looking for the, looking for the chin down there. They're making it kind of hard, dude. They're making it kind of hard. Uh, that's pretty personal to be saying on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can find some information. Really, I need the tail letters. I think they keep changing the tail letters on the plane. Ah, so it's hard to figure hard to find them because they don't think people are smart enough to be able to get it and realize that they're landing for personal business or for some other company renting their jet in the greater Denver area. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, there's enough speculation about that. Hopefully uh, the Redskins um, will actually win a game coming up. Okay, uh, what about Tom's trivia? Did you guys do that without me? No. Put it on in there. All right, well, let's just go ahead into Tom's trivia. Yeehaw. Hey guys, there's another episode of uh, Tom's Trivia after the debacle in Detroit where Washington has bailed out Detroit for the second time this year. Yeah, that was awful. Hope that was rock bottom and everything's going to go up from here. Alright, well, last week there were two questions. The first question was in honor of the Giants game where we scored our first points with a field goal. And the question was, when was the last time the Redskins' first points of the season were not either an offensive touchdown or a field goal? But you're going to have to go back all the way to 1974 when Mike Bass returned a interception for a touchdown. The same Mike Bass, I think it was the same one who scored a, the only touchdown in the Super Bowl against Miami. He returned an interception for a touchdown in week one, I believe also against the Giants. Uh, interestingly enough, that was actually the third of three straight years where someone had the first points were of this, what we're looking for. But since 1974, it did not happen again until this year. Uh, congratulations to David in Michigan for getting that answer correct. The second question was in honor of the week two offensive ineptitude, where I was looking for the last first-round player the Redskins drafted who not only made the Pro Bowl as a Redskin, but scored an offensive touchdown for the Redskins. This is actually trickier than you think, or maybe it's not, but a lot of people got tripped up on this because a lot of people said Art Monk. 
and that'll be true if you look for offensive players. And believe it or not, you have to go back to 1980 for the last offensive player to qualify for this. However, I did not say offensive player, I said offensive touchdown. Back in the 2000 season, the last game of the year, Terry Rubisky's only victory as head coach, Camp Bailey, played on offense for a couple plays and scored on a reverse. And technically, he's a first-rounder who made the Pro Bowl as a Redskin and scored an offensive touchdown. So, I know, potentially a little bit tricky. It got a lot of you up, a lot of you said Art Monk. But Alex in Baltimore was the first one to get that one right. So he gets full, full points. I believe that gives him two. He had another one earlier in the year, and I think he gave us down to three. So he's in the lead, but he, he along, along with a lot of other people said Art Monk, so he doesn't get full credit. Okay, well, picking up on the Detroit game, here is the question for this week. I know it feels terrible, terrible to be the team that's been in history as being that gave up the 19 consecutive loss streak to Detroit. It's going to be something that's going to stay with us, stay in the history books, and Cowboy fans can lord it over us for years to come. There's not much we can do about it. But actually, I don't think this is the worst streak that the Redskins have been a part of in this sort of style of a streak. There's something worse. Technically, not 19 games. When you look at it, it involves the Cowboys in the last 30 years. You'll be able to figure it out. It's worse. So give me the, give me the details of that for the Cowboys. And the Reds, it's ugly. All right, well, that's the question for the, this is a little bit vague, but that's the question for this week. What is the, what I think is the worst streak that simply being the team that lost 19 straight and then beat the Redskins? What, um, what's the worst streak the Redskins have than that involving the Cowboys? Um, point is, if I could eliminate one from our history, it wouldn't be the Detroit one, it'd be the Cowboy one. So what is that streak? All right. Hang in there. This is rock bottom. It will go up from here. Whether it turns around this year or not remains to be seen, but it will get better. I promise you. Brighter skies are ahead of us. Hail to the red. All right. Thank you, Tom, for the Tom's trivia, and congratulations to the winner. And as Tom, and as Tom has mentioned, uh, it's a really close race right now. It's like three to two. Um, David in Michigan is, has inked ahead to uh, – to take a, a one-point lead over our pal in Baltimore. Way to go, Dave! Keep it up, guys. Keep You're it up. solid. Hey, and you Keep guys over in the U.K., man, you guys aren't far behind. Come on. You can do oh, it. Oh, yeah, speaking of the U.K., we got some a voice, a uh, email from a new U.K. listener, Jack. Jack in England. Uh, this week, we also got some email from... Um, Big boy, Ooh, Chris. Yeah, we got Chris, and Chris J. Chris J. in the UK. Chris yeah. J. in the UK. Sends another email, man. He's just as pissed as we are, as we, as I know, a lot of you guys are about how they're playing. But he keeps trying to find the silver lining and everything, and that, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty big of him. Mm-hmm. We're trying, man. We're trying. <clears throat> Let me give a shout out to uh, to Ricky Garcia, also, man. Uh, he's been chiming in quite a bit on our Twitter feed. So uh, if you're not following us on Twitter. Do so. It's simply Harry Hogg is our name on Twitter. Yes, you can Short twit. Succinct. Very you nice. can twit at us and follow us and all that kind of stuff. Just don't stalk us. <laughs> and if any of you guys are gonna, <laughs> hey, if you guys, we didn't even mention this. If any of you guys are gonna be in the Greater Charlotte area for the Redskins Panthers game next week, and we are gonna be there. And we're gonna be in Charlotte. We can get yeah, 11. That's October 11th. That's and right. We can tailgate with you. So 
let us know if you're That's heading down right. there. And, and because of that, Battle I gotta give least. a shout out to my sister-in-law who has been able to hook us up with some really sweet tickets for the game. So, solid, uh, solid, excellent. Yes, we appreciate that. That's right. Yes. But before that game, we do have a game coming up here, getting into the closing this weekend versus the Bucks, the Buccaneers, the team that always seems to try to cheat against us, going all the way back to Mike Allstott and the non-two-point conversion. <laughs> One o'clock at on Fox at home, the battle of the NFC least. If we lose to the 0-3 Bucks, the Bucks look like they might be the worst team in football. I don't know. It might be them or it might be the Browns. I can't really decide yet. Not too many, if we lose to the Bucks, it might be us. Not too many cannons being fired. Hopefully none this week. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. No, no. So hopefully well, hopefully we'll, not because we're going to be in Washington. Well, yeah. So hopefully we'll turn it around starting this week and actually play up to half of our potential and win this game. That'd be nice. Yep, you know, anyway. uh, Clint, on that note, Clinton Portis, you know, came out this week and said, hey, you know, people are freaking out a little bit too much. It's still really early. We can still make this happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a good one. I like it. He's towing the line. I want to hear that from him, of all people, because he's one of the guys I, I sounds like he, you know, occasionally comes out and doesn't seem to follow along with everyone else and could be one of the first guys to show discontentment. We'll so it's see. good to hear him towing that company line, dudes. Good to hear. It's not it. over yet. We're only three games in. We're only one and two. It's not over yet. Time to win the next what? Thirteen? Yeah. Fourteen and two. I think will get us home field advantage. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's hope we turn it around this week. Um, hail to the Redskins! Check us out at RedskinsBook.com, HarryHogFootball.com. If you're coming to the game in Carolina, let us know so we can meet up. Order a t-shirt so we can afford to pay our web hosting next month. Yeah, order a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com or the answer to the trivia to tom at harryhogfootball.com. And yep. hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, you know what to do. Joke on. Joke on. Joke on. Joke on.